I don't want to do the podcast anymore. <laughs> Let's just do the. Let's just watch YouTube videos and talk about them on the podcast. Watch YouTube videos and be like, hey, everybody. Did you see the video about? Hi, this is our video reaction podcast. I w- <laughs> you didn't, you didn't get enough of those video reaction videos on YouTube. So now we have a podcast where we do video reactions of video reactions on Economize. YouTube. Economize. You don't have time to use your eyes and your ears all the time. Mm-hmm. Now just use your ears to get the good content that you need. Yeah. Which is not the original content and not the content based on the original content, but our hot, hot meta meta content. <laughs> Use your ears to hear our takes on the videos about videos. I'm I'm ready to conduct this even worse inception. Hey, Nanako! dad would you like to go to a department store the easiest vacation that anyone could imagine absolutely nothing would make me happy well too bad it's golden week and everyone's disappointed (laughs) every day is great Agreed, and then said nothing would make me happy. (laughs) I thought you said happier. It's not our job to do a good job. We don't have to do anything we don't want to do. (laughs) Um, So, this nine-day week, another long one, another big one. Yeah, we're doing big weeks now. We did little weeks, and now we're doing big weeks. Who cares? When I was a kid, I was stuck with little weeks, and then I I told myself when I became an adult, I would never have another little week again. And now they're all big. A lot of people ask that they have more hours in a day. Impossible. Functionally impossible. Mm Mm-hmm. The constraints of our solar system preclude it. Yes. However, Earth rotates at a speed, and hey, that's, the, that's the speed. Get used to it, baby. Mm-hmm. But can we have more days in a week? Apparently. Yeah, you can have up to up to 10. That's the arbitrary one. <laughs> Man, calendars, huh? Uh, I mean, nothing's gotten me more excited about a calendar than Persona 4. Yeah, Persona 4. Because... Every day, I have to look at the date, which is not something I do in real life. <laughs> I actually don't know what day it is now. I was about to say, I also am not sure what day it is And today. that has absolutely prevented me from attending several important functions recently. Sunday. Sunday. It's Sunday for us. 1-3. The 13th one? Or is it the 14th one? I don't honestly know, but I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Because, because for all intents and purposes, it's... it's April 29th. <laughs> Today's the beginning of Golden Week. Golden Week, for those of you that aren't oh. in the know, just like me, an expert, a master of all things that I googled while we were playing. And Gold- <laughs> Golden Week is a series of Japanese holidays that are all kind of consecutively... That are all at the same time. A series of Japanese holidays that are all at the same time time one thing i appreciate about japanese culture and their calendar is that they get all of their vacations out of the way immediately at once Mm -hmm. just get them all and you you get three days off in the year golden week yeah all together and that's not a whole week either that's three days (laughs) 
<laughs> it's called Golden Week, but they went to school on Monday and they went to school on Friday. It's called Golden Week because it's a very valuable week. Well, and the beams radiate out to the other days. So like on mm-hmm. the Monday, you're still getting bathed in a sort of golden sheen on mm-hmm. your left side. Yeah. And then you get deep into the heart of the gold. Tuesday. My, that's my favorite Indiana Tuesday. Jones movie. Thank you. And... uh I'm glad that you liked my work on that. Mm-hmm. And on Friday, the Golden Heart. And then on Friday, you're you. There's just a little bit of tinge. You've got that little go, that golden tan. Yeah. That uh that really carries you forward into midterms with mm-hmm. the strength that you need to complete this balanced breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you really made it. You know, there were times during that sentence where I thought you wouldn't make it, but you did. I made it somewhere. You got all the way there. <laughs> I meandered all the way through. Hey, what's your name? Oh, my name's Caleb. Hi, I'm Nick. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Every day's great. Uh, so the first day of Golden Week is called Showa Day, and it's mm. named after an emperor who reigned in Japan from 1926 to 1989. Yes. And that's all the information we got about it. Ba-ding! My knowledge just went up, and so did yours. Today, Yukiko got up. Yukiko! She had a really, really long nap, and it was a rough time, but she made it through. She made it through, and she's back and better than ever, and I think you were right. Like, having some time off really did her good. Yeah, she talks about, say, she says things like, uh, ever since I got my persona, it's easier to let stuff, like, roll off me. I'm interrogating my own thoughts in Mm -hmm. a way that I never have before. Mm -hmm. I'm making decisions about what I want. I'm less worried about taking over the the inn. It yep. kind of seems like maybe a good idea. Yeah. She also seems to be aware that people might be asking her out now. She's she's raring and ready. She's on the and she's on the attack the defense. On she's the, on the attack she's defense. A, yeah, she's on the battlefield at she's least. She's readied an action. I th- as yes, you'd say she's prepared to to uh, uh she's registered to vote in the in the election of violence. <laughs> <laughs> and Yosuke, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's that's the most persona ass thing you've ever said. <laughs> Registered to vote in the election of violence. I swear to God that one of the like <laughs> fucking demons in this game has said that before. I'm in it now. Yeah, like I'm. I've got the spirit. The spirit is in me. My persona is mm, an angry ballot box. Dang. <laughs> yeah, and it's got like, but it's also it's a ballot box, but it has one of those Jack in the Box cranks on the side, mm. and so and every once in a while it pops out with a punching glove. A punching glove comes out, and it's yeah. like, oh, that really turns my box. And every time it punches out, the envelopes like fly a little bit too. There's like more right. of them. Oh, just like that scene in uh, the Sonic, Sonic cartoon, Boom, yeah. Sonic Boom, where the <laughs> oh, whoops, that's my persona. My persona is Doctor Robotnik's mailbot. <laughs> We found out about Neil Featherman because you noticed the Power Rangers on the TV. <gasps> yeah, I saw it on the TV. There's uh, a Power Rangers group called Neo Featherman, and that's pretty cool. And I, I, I wouldn't know that it's called that, except for Caleb's uh, generous gift of his knowledge. Yeah. Um, but I saw little Power Rangers on the TV that Nanako was watching and went, <gasps> Power Rangers! Nanako has good taste. Mm-hmm. Loves that Sentai anime. She's got great taste. And later on this week, I think, is when... Nanako comes and and hangs out with Chie and gets some training. Yeah, and, I, and like that's really cute. And I thought if if someone had offered to even approximately teach me martial arts when I was like seven years old and watching Power Rangers for the first time, mm-hmm. I would have flipped my lid completely off. You would have ba- envelopes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that happened was we watched the fail state for this. Yes. So we watched a YouTube video of what would happen if you didn't save Yukiko. Yeah. And it was rough. It was not 
good. Uh, the it's it's not long, so if you've mm-hmm. never let that happen, it's not like you're missing anything like super interesting. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I was curious. I said, okay, so we've saved Yukiko and she's coming back, but this is the last day, right? This is the um the day of reckoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- and what would have happened if we didn't save her? So we looked it up, and basically Yosuke calls you. Yosuke calls Avery and is like, do you hear the sirens? And then you hear the sirens and there's cops nearby and uh, he tells you that it was Yukiko. And the main character, you, like uh, in this case Avery, drops his phone in this like really brutal, the sound effect is like thunk thunk. Yeah. Um, And it's one of the only times that his character model is given really overt personality. Yeah. And so it totally immediately was like, whoa. In a weird way, when the velvet room man says that um you know if if this if you if you can't solve the mystery you'll lose your future yeah there's a weird aspect of characterizing uh uh the protagonist now mm-hmm. as like you've lost agency almost in a certain way yeah like this is now somebody different from you and the future is over and you lost that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, you don't have any more control over this person. Yeah, you don't get to choose how to react. You just see the reaction, and it was jarring. That actually yeah. was upsetting. Almost, it, it was unnerving in four different ways, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, a bunch of ways in a row. Hearing that Yukiko had died, the sirens, all the the, the ambiance, mm-hmm. the ambiance, whichever one, take your choose. Yeah, this this like loss of control, the loss of options, and the dropping of the phone as like this punctuation mark i was reminded of i was reminded of something that made me really appreciate the batman arkham asylum game okay i played that and it is that it is uncommon i think in games to have fail states where you get to see the state of failure Mm, mm -hmm. and in arkham asylum anytime you die you get to see the results of joker coming and messing with you because there's almost always a scene where he's like, Batsy, I found you. Or oh. whoever whoever the villain is that kills you, yeah. you get a sequence of them being like, now I've succeeded. Right. And it's uh, unusual that games, instead of as soon as you fail, sending you back. Yeah. Yeah. And because this, this isn't a case where they're like, okay, you, you failed because it's the last day. You better go back in time now. This is a whole sequence of cop cars and someone calling you and you finding out that Yukiko's dead and yeah. then the Velvet Room saying this game was supposed to go on longer than it did but it looks like you goofed up. Yeah. So would you like to go back in time or would you like to give up now? Yeah. And they, they, he says that to you in character. Like yes. Igor says do you want to try again or do you want to give up? Right. And then you're given the option to go back one week or stop playing the game yeah so it takes your motivation and your agency away Mm -hmm. and makes you kind of suffer in that for a couple of minutes yeah and then i was actually surprised when it gave that option Mm -hmm. that somehow by by watching avery drop the phone and fade to black and i was like oh good that's it it's over yeah and i'm out of the picture uh i expected to just like go back to the title screen and load the last game or whatever but obviously that wouldn't work (laughs) because you'd still be on the same day probably yeah so it's good it's a nice mechanic and kind of um relaxed me in a certain way Mm -hmm. thinking about playing this game under normal conditions uh knowing that if i did fail if i didn't read the calendar right or if i misinterpreted how long i had or if i wasn't able to do it or something knowing that it would send me back a week and i could try to do things in a different order yeah 
is comforting. Mm-hmm. Somehow not something I knew. I, I have a sense of these games being really unforgiving. Yeah, they I actually, don't know what I thought would happen, but not that. That's really interesting. And I think they try very hard to make sure that doesn't happen, too. Yeah. They give you... They have characters telling you every day, hey, we should probably go into the TV world because we have seven days. Yeah. <laughs> we should it, probably go into the TV world because tomorrow it's the end. It's been clear enough. And I and I think, um, I don't know, there's so many systems stacked on top of each other. And it's the kind of thing where, yeah, I'll get freaked out about am I doing it right? And which part am I letting down? And, and what's the right order to do it in? And we're really kind of approaching it from an optimal path, doing yeah. things much faster than maybe you would if you were just winging it, obviously. Even then, even then I'm sitting here like pondering over three different dialogue choices that are functionally identical. Yeah. And at one point you told me that if I kept <laughs> deliberating over the choices for that long, that you were going to like lose it. You're like, I can't, I'm, we're going to have to stop playing this if you if you take five to ten minutes to answer, to choose every dialogue. Because well, it would literally be, okay, Nanako has said, do you want to watch TV with me? And my choices are... Yes, definitely. Sure, I guess. And dot, dot, dot. I guess I should say definitely. I don't know if it's yeah. that, if I want to be like eager and or if I want to, I don't know if I want to promote her, her watching TV all the time. I don't That's know. If, true. I don't know if Avery loves TV quite as much as she does or is as comfortable with her watching TV as much as she does. <laughs> And, but if I say nothing, then I'll hurt her feelings, and I don't want to do that. And I yeah. do want to hang out with her, so... Oh, man, I'm uh, the worst. <laughs> Welcome to every decision I ever make. Well, I actually think it's very it's very sweet, because it is, like, I think it's totally valuable to take all choices you make seriously, yeah. even in fictional contexts. Yeah. Uh, but from uh, the from the perspective of, of, of getting through a game quickly to record a podcast, yeah. it is funny... <laughs> Uh, we have a limited amount of time, and we like, need to. We just need to keep moving. I promise you can make fun of Yosuke. It's not going to ruin everything. Oh man, but I don't want to hurt his little feelings. <laughs> but uh, sometimes it's you know. But Fucking he did nerd. do something silly, so maybe he needs a little bit of a tease. I don't know. <laughs> I think the trick is that I don't know which answer is going to be super meaningful. Yeah, and it's not clear, mm-hmm. and that's fine, right? Because you should just answer each question as you would. Yeah, and answer it honestly. But then there's that complicated nesting, like, who am I in this story? Who are mm-hmm. these people? That I really have to think about deliberately. It's, it's a lot of work for me to inhabit a yeah. character, uh, even to this depth. And I think taking, I think it leaves you taking a more richer story from it, for mm-hmm. sure. That's, that's the same in any role-playing game that gives you dialogue options. I think committing and understanding your character leads to a, like, richer feeling of it mm-hmm. once you leave. Yeah. So I totally 100% understand. Yeah, yeah. So 4.30, Yuki goes back. We hang out with her. We see her at school a little bit. We meet Mr. Yamada, who's the only teacher who seems normal, but then he immediately harasses Yukiko and calls her pretty and says she's the only cute person in the class. Mm -hmm. Yukiko decides to join our team. So now there's four members. Yeah, yeah. And our social link of the fool ranks up because our team gets a little bit bigger. Yeah. We... Determine that Mayumi Yamano, Saki Kanishi, and Yukiko are all connected because they're female. So that is our current understanding of the case at this point. Yes. Junez starts serving the local specialty of steak. <sighs> yeah. Misuzu Huragi, the wife of Taro Namatame, whose uh, lover was the first person who died. Yes. Mayumi Yamano, that's a complicated yes, sentence. Yes, yes. Misuzu Huragi, who 
previously would you would have thought maybe could have been the cause of some of these murders yeah. out of jealousy or something. Yeah. It turns out she had a really solid alibi. She was all the way in Tokyo or something performing that night. Okay. Yeah. Adachi did more of his wandering around talking about the case out loud at yes. Juness. We played with some goofy glasses and <laughs> yeah. Dajima volunteered to take you and Nanako on a trip for Golden Week. Yes. Big day. It was a very big day. A lot happened on that day. I think the most important thing for us to talk about is Yukiko's glasses. Yes. <laughs> like So, Teddy makes glasses for everybody, which I'm not sure if we covered already. Teddy makes b- cute glasses for everyone. Yeah. And as a joke, he gives her these silly glasses that are like the... What is the name of those glasses that is have it, the mustache uh, in the... Is it the Marx Brothers? It's so, the, uh, not Carl, but... Uh, Groucho. Mm-hmm. Groucho Marx. So it is a variant on the Groucho Marx glasses yeah. where instead of a big bushy mustache and a big nose, it has a thin curly mustache uh-huh. and it's got uh, swirls like hypnosis, hypno, hypnosis, yep. hypnosis, hypnosis swirls in the lens mm-hmm. and a tumbler nose. Yes. That's orange and big. It's a Wario nose. It's a Wario nose. And Yukiko puts them on and looks like a Wario and it's great. And she loves it. She's, like, really cracked up about it. Uh, and that was somehow surprising to me. Well, like, she's yes. presented as very serious and self-serious and, like, unapproachable, reserved. Mm-hmm. And then she puts on these glasses and starts laughing so hard, she's, like, doubling over and holding her stomach and going, Ah, it hurts. Ah, <laughs> ah, I, can't, I can't stop laughing. Ah. So on one level, it's great to give her another character trait. Yeah. And Chie even says, wow, I didn't think she would ever do this in front of anybody other than right. me. Yeah, we find out that's not like some new thing. She's she's amused, but just not in public. And on another level, this is a cool visualized moment of putting on the glasses. So understanding your persona and accessing yourself in a more full way. Yeah. We are. She is literally putting on these glasses, which represent their crossing over yep. into persona dumb and then becoming more comfortable in herself mm. and around others right away in mm-hmm. that moment. And I think in a way that I think lines up with the themes pretty beautifully. Pretty you can cool. feel a little bit of the strain of them being like, hey, hey, look, she's a character. Right. <laughs> isn't yeah. it great? Isn't it great that she's a character, like yes. a real one? But it it is effective in a sense. And it does it does make her feel more approachable and more interesting. Pretty authentic moment of just like seeing someone in a context you hadn't gotten to see them in before mm-hmm. or having them feel like open up without even worrying about it. And, yeah. And you go, oh, hey, there you are. Talking a little bit about the case. Where yeah. are you on that at this point, Nick? Well, so, um, you know, as I've mentioned, I'm not a licensed detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, none of these characters are. Uh, n- nobody is. No, we're all in this together. Just mm-hmm. a bunch of amateurs. We've talked extensively about whether or not Nanako is the killer. Let's talk about the case for Nanako. Yeah, the case for Nanako is actually pretty strong right now. <laughs> because a few days later, you know, they, they, they talked amongst themselves, oh, what's the connection? And it's like, well, the only thing we really know is that they're female. Mm-hmm. And that they each had something to do with the uh, uh, the, the original murder. Mm-hmm. Some, some tangential connection, maybe. In that Yukiko was running the inn where the first victim stayed. Correct. And that Saki was the one who found the first exactly. victim. Exactly. So that's pretty substantial, circumstantial mm-hmm. evidence. However, a few days later, I went, wait a second. The other thing that they all have in common is that they all appeared on the news mm-hmm. before they were disappeared. Yeah, they were all on the TV. And who is always watching TV? Who of everyone we've ever met is always watching tv 
bump, bump. Nanako. It's Nanako. It's Nanako. Plus, right after we save Yukiko, there's a little flash of the foggy Inaba, and we see a figure there. Yeah. Who actually looks kind of small. It looks like a little bit of a small figure. Yeah. It could be an effect of the Mm -hmm. fact that it's like an old PlayStation 2 game, and so it's kind of hard to tell, but it definitely looked pretty small, and they only say like little ellipses. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in the middle of the night while you're in your room, so who knows what Nanako's doing? Right. Exactly. And then a few days later, we find out that Nanako is the Justice Arcana. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I love that, but I don't understand it. Except that if she is the killer, then she is exacting her form of justice on the world. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you do a bad thing on the news, or if you are boring on television. <laughs> if you get in the way of her Juness commercials. She needs to see the Juness commercial. And she just loves the Juness commercial. She did it again this week where mm-hmm. there's the scene where they're talking about going on vacation. And and she just goes, every day's great at your Juness. And she's flopping her hand back and forth doing this little weird little wave dance that she does. Uh-huh. She's just pumped on that tune. Mm-hmm. And she, she's got to hear it. And if the news yeah. goes on too long, I mean, she can't have this. She doesn't want to keep hearing about the the developments in the affair investigation just kill him mm-hmm. get him out of here and, and then, then we'll stop hearing about it and then she's like oh now it's a murder but anyone who talks about the murder they gotta go mm-hmm. she's just trying to clean up yeah. you know she wants to get to neo featherman get the get the news over and done with let's hear that juness sponsorship and then neo featherman game show mm-hmm. quiz she time, does like that quiz show all night long <laughs> From dawn to dusk, mm-hmm. Nanako at the helm. Yeah. I mean, we saw that until we arrived, she had no supervision at all. There, yeah. was, a, there was a sequence during this week where he didn't come back for two days. Yeah. And so we saw her when we were home, and that was it. And she's at home by herself. She's making food. And what better environment to create a monster than a six-year-old in front of the television only and alone only and alone no influence no guidance Mm -hmm. no helping hand there's a good argument there for why we why us coming yeah reveals her yes because you know we're here now we're her big bro yep do we are we gonna have the chance to see her to the light do you think oh my gosh i hope so because Mm -hmm. she could be a really powerful asset i mean if she knows about the tv world which obviously she does yeah then i mean she knows about the tv maybe that's how she came to know the midnight channel is one night she just stayed up yep all night does she have a tv in her room we don't know we don't know we haven't seen her room it seems like probably not because she's she always watches the tv in the living room so i'm betting she doesn't have one in her room. i guess but i mean if you watch enough tv you know it's like having a, a nintendo switch you know you got to change postures you want to walk all over the place you want to you know uh-huh. you got to switch from the bed to the couch mm-hmm. you know and so I, uh, you have to switch from the real TV to the TV world <laughs> to your room. Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, and also, if she can use them like portals, whoa. that's how she's getting around the town. Right, exactly, exactly. It's how she's getting from the living room to her bedroom. Even, She yeah. literally just leans forward into the TV and then falls out the other side into her bed. She can climb anywhere oh, in the God. world. And we've... Okay, so oh, we, we did have Yukiko say that she heard the door knock and someone called to her yeah and she went to the door yep and so they you know they touch on uh it's interesting that somebody would just walk up to your house yeah so who, who would be somebody that you would just not worry about a little girl yep you would just be like oh i guess i should oh. go check on this little girl who just called my name yep and then poof 
you get pushed into the TV world and killed by your own mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the case for Nanako. I think that's all the details. Yeah, it's a very strong case. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if I give myself enough credit for being a good detective. I think yeah. I'm actually pretty attentive. That's really good. And I really get a... I, I can really squeeze the juice out of a, a, a clueless lemon. <laughs> I don't know about clueless. You know, well, there aren't that clues. many clues, but there are some clues, you mm-hmm. know. But I'll find the clues is what I'm saying. May 1st. May 1st. It's gonna be May. (laughs) We see the rival student with creepy eyes walking around that night. The student from another school who asked Yukiko out and has those weird wide pupils. Okay, he's my number two suspect. Mm -hmm. Why do you suspect him? He's weird. Yeah. Um, Don't be weird. Mm -hmm. You know, just be normal like me. Yeah, and he was just walking around, but the only information we had about him was rival student. And when we walked up he was totally willing to just start blabbing about stuff he hates yes, to us. very just negative. Like out of nowhere. Very negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his eyes have kind of big, they're just like, uh, the first time I saw him, I thought his entire eye was a big black surface. Yeah. You know, he looks dazed or, or, or strange, contaminated by dark energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think they'd make it that easy for you? Do you think they'd be like, oh, our villain looks really creepy? No, I don't think so, because mm-hmm. it is Nanako and she's adorable. <laughs> But as a decoy, yeah, very good, decoy. like very good decoy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I suspect this guy, and it was weird to see him show up again. Yeah, and, and it, it, whenever he has appeared, it has um, drawn attention. Mm-hmm. Like it's a kind of a it's a notable thing that he appears. Also, he accosted Yukiko and asked her for a date, and she said no. And then later, you know, she was in the TV. She world. She was in the TV world, so mm-hmm. that there's a you know could be there's a. And there's also the obvious, like, game perspective, the, like, meta game, somebody's important thing, yeah. of people having portraits. Yes. That, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But mm-hmm. uh, that, And maybe that's part of what's so striking is when you talk to him, there he is. Yeah. And you see his face, and it's like, ah. And, and he's, he's a like, little bit, snarling a little. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Hadn't considered that. But we're not sure if he's a social link. We still don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't want him to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't maybe know Maybe you could save him from his grumpy ways. Hmm. You know, people, eh. Well, the likelihood that you're going to save a grumpy stranger from being a grump is, uh, hmm, I don't know if that's the best use of your energy, you know what I mean? <laughs> On the Samigawa Plains, there was a kit, like a cat, walking oh. back and forth, right? And if you walk up to it, it'll stop. Like a boo. And then you turn around and walk away a little bit, and it'll walk towards you. And then, so we did that for a couple of minutes. And I was making the joke, because its finger, its toes look like like very pointed. They look like fingers. so rhythmic that it's like tick, 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 tick. So I would turn around, and it would go tick, tick. <laughs> and I turned back around and look at it, and it would stop. And I turned back around. <laughs> oh, we do have fun. We do. It was a very good time. And then we hung out with Marie again. And this time Chie came, and Chie had a huge crush on Marie, and it was obvious. Whoa, yeah. Chie walks up, so we take Marie to Juness, and she's like, What's a TV? Can I have a TV in the room? Yeah, she goes, could you turn it to Star Blasters? <laughs> yeah, she wants to see the Hollywood gossip or whatever. It, it, Star Blasters also might have been, that might have been a, a thing from the Adventure Zone recently. Star Blasters, what is it called? Star it something. It was Star something. Yeah. It's like a Star With a Watch. Z at the end. Yeah. But yeah, it was a Star Watch type Star show. Watches. Yeah. Um, Star yeah. Watchers. And then she walks up and it's like, whoa, who's this? Mm-hmm. She's, She's so cute. cute. <laughs> Chie's voice actress still I 
love her to death. Yeah. She is doing the absolute most. She's doing 300% work that I, she needs to do, and it's fantastic. I just punished Fang... I just punished Fang 5. What? I just finished playing 5, <laughs> and I don't want to talk too much about yeah. it, but the juxtaposition of all the voice acting in 5 yeah. to even the least active voice actor in 4 uh-huh. is huge. Are and they she, less... They're less in five? F- yeah, in five, they all voice act less. Like, yeah. they do less work on this, like... Uh, it, it's less energetic. Okay. In four, Chie is just light years, leaps, and bounds above the amount of energy that people in five are putting into their lines. Yeah. Where Chie, every single line is going all the way down here, and then it's getting right there, and then she's like, I don't know and about that. syllables in the middle of words are getting stretched out for no apparent reason. <laughs> But it works. It's great. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I, I love her. She's you great. can you can just feel that actress who's like studied uh, theater. Yeah, just like f- like b- plotting out her lines and her ups and downs. Yep. And I love that yep. shit. I love it. So I'm much. imagining the lines written down and they have like what looks like a like a seismograph above yes. the words. <laughs> or like that's the cadence of what she's gonna do. It's masterful. She draws the waveform and then when she records it, she tries to match the waveform <laughs> on the screen. To the drawing she did when she was practicing. She's truly, truly a marvel. Yeah, she's amazing. Grateful for her work, whoever whoever that is. Mm-hmm. Well, great, it's impossible to know. Great work, if only there were some way. That's how our song goes. On my second, we studied at the library, and then on the news, oh. we found out that an ATM was destroyed by an earthbender. Excuse me, an earth mover. Caleb looks at me and goes, what's an earth mover? (laughs) And I said, you know, like a scoop truck? (laughs) And we both were as dumb as we could be in that moment, and I'm proud of us. Yeah, a a scoop truck. A scoop truck. Mm -hmm. You know, the yellow ones? (laughs) Construction car. Goodnight construction site, the main character of that book. (laughs) It was like, you know, the kind of thing where you dig up a chaos emerald mm-hmm. in the <laughs> the angry ones, side. the ones that look like they've got teeth. Yeah, the big the big teeth. They've got teeth buckets on the front. They transform into like a dinosaur. You know what I'm talking about? Five of them unite to make a bigger robot. Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah, in Avatar: The Last Airbender. And then Caleb goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, like an Avatar, <laughs> an Earthbender." So. <laughs> We find out that Dajima, who promised that he would take Nanako on a trip, actually uh. will not be able to because one of their other detectives got sick, and so he's having to fill in for him. Let me just butt in here and say, fucking typical Dajima. Yeah. Like, he's cool, and I like him, and he th- I think he's doing his best, given the situation, but mm-hmm. <laughs> typical, dude. And he's, like, when he know, was- attractive. That's not factoring in right now. But when he said, oh, yeah, let's plan to take a vacation, I was like, no way. And I'm not saying, like, I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to, like, be mean to him. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, ah, it sucks, because I could just tell, like, you're not going to make a vacation. Yes. And something comes up. And he's the only detective in town. There was never a point where either of us were fooled, because I also was not when I first played this game. No. As soon as as soon as it's set up, like, yeah. Nanako even says it first. She's like... 
she tries to not get excited about it. Yeah. She says, like, you can never actually make it on these. So, yep. and he's like, no, I really will. And she's like, you promise? Right. Let's go to Juness. Oh, so sad. And all she wants to do is go to, like, the next neighborhood over. Yeah. Like, let's go to Juness and go to the department store. Her and he's turn. like, we can go anywhere. We can go cooler places than Juness. Let's go to uh, somewhere. Uh, let's go on a vacation for real. And she's yeah. like, a real trip? Yeah. And then she gets even more, like, flowers in her eyes. Ugh. Her expectations are so low. The yeah. bar is so low. And this is why she's going to kill again. So that segues into May 3rd. Yes. Where the whole crew decides that they will take Nanako to Juness to celebrate Constitution Day. This rules. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to make up for the fact that Dajima's vi- busy, a couple of your friends come to take you on a trip. Yep. And then in the process, they all decide, oh, we should take Nanako too. And so everybody goes and hangs out at Juness together. Yes. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. Like, and they're so nice, and, like, I have a younger brother, we're, he's about three years younger than me, mm-hmm. and when I was in, like, middle and high school, I was encouraged by my family to make a special effort to include him in things, and have had some kind of similar experiences. This kind of reminded me of some of that stuff, where I was like, oh, it's, like, really cute to bring the little sibling along, mm-hmm. who is great, and, like contributes meaningfully to the conversation it's not like having an annoying tag along yeah like my brother's great and he was part of my like part of the fun of my life Mm -hmm. all the way back but the like you and your crew were all like doing drugs and yelling at people oh yeah from escalators stealing guitars and like (laughs) other easy stuff to steal like that and your and your brother was along for the ride and he was like cooler than all of you he was absolutely cooler than me yeah yeah just like a little four-year-old like hustling hustling people at the mall it's funny because it's all coming back to me now that actually i was the tag along a lot of the time in that relationship mm -hmm. so everybody that was your age brought your four-year-old brother along yeah and we're like i guess we'll bring nick i was seven he was four Mm -hmm. and guess which one of us got to be the green ranger yeah well i mean he did (laughs) okay obviously i was the blue ranger it's because he was so good at grifting he was so he all of your seven-year-old friends were just trying to get those guitars yeah they're just trying to get those guitars and those and those drugs and get all this and and he he had the they called him baby face because everyone thought he was a baby and they were right and they were but they gave him things yeah but he was a tough, he was a really tough baby. Regardless of your personal experience, you can find this scene to be cute. This is also when Yosuke says that we seem to be really great with our hands, which is great. And one of these mornings... Very nice to be appreciated. Yosuke stops us uh, on our way to school and says, mm-hmm. Chie and Yukiko seem to be like way better friends now. Like It seems like they've really, their relationship has changed and yeah. they're tighter. By the way, are you... Never mind. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, uh, uh... Am I what? Am I what? And it doesn't come up again nope. or clarified. Yeah. So as far as, like, detectiving, I don't even have to turn on my detector for this one. Mm-hmm. Like, Yosuke's into it, and I, that's great. And we form our social link with Nanako f- in earnest. Yes. She's b- brought into the fold. She's not yet a full member of the investigation team, but I have full confidence that that's on the way. I wonder what her persona is going to be. <laughs> yeah, when she's fighting with us in the TV yeah, world mm-hmm. or fighting against us in the TV world. Either way, you know, and I think that's going to be up to us. I think we got to handle it right because she's obviously powerful, you know, and we got to get her on our side. May 4th, we went on a trip with Yosuke, Nanako, Ko, and Daisuke 
Ko and Daisuke screw up because one of them says Nanako's cute and Nanako gets weird about that. And then yeah. one of them says, uh, don't worry, Nanako, you're not cute at all. And that's, of course, Daisuke, who's a complete meathead who doesn't understand what he's saying out loud. Yeah. And then Chie gives us a meat gum. That is uh, the most important thing that happened that day. We ate steak and then she gave us meat gum. Yeah, just clean out. As the perfect follow-up. Mm-hmm. And unacceptable. <laughs> Do not give meat gum. Do not talk meat gum. Do not show meat gum. Have you ever had meat gum before? No. Yeah, is it either. real? I mean, I think so. No, I don't think so. You know what? I 100% think it is. How can it be? What does that mean? Is I mean, it flavored like meat? Or is it? Is that basically jerky? Meat gum is jerky? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's the oh. same technology. I'm saying if you have the technology to make jerky, I bet you can also make meat gum. Oh, I don't want to talk about this. Move on. What if, Leave me out of it. What if they had it so that it was like one of those like novelty things where you, when you chewed it, it like looked like it was bleeding? Oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Like a red goop, and if you chewed too much of it, it would like dribble out of your mouth. And look like it looks like the prime meat from Breath of the Wild. It's like yeah. a big like multicolored feet like like cylinder with a with a red core and the yeah. brown outside and you ah enough gum that like everybody can take a bite ah <laughs> oh, or, it's like a, it. or it's a cute little tiny like leg of meat like flintstone style like a little chicken leg mm-hmm. that you put in and you can eat the bone and too. even the bone is chewy yeah ah it's probably like a Oops, little. I'm coming around and it's really cute. It's probably like a little, like um, like like the stick that you put into uh, the lick sticks, the lickum stickums. Mm-hmm. Um, the powder. That's the bone. The sugar powder. That's the bone. Mm-hmm. And then the, the gum is the meat. And the, and the gum is the meat around it. So it's like a crunchy candy bone. Oh, that's so and good. Then she, ah! I hate it, but I also want to make a million dollars now. TM 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 actual meat gum. <laughs> May 5th. May 5th. We meet the fox. It's children's day. Well, well, well. And we meet the fox. And the fox helps grandpa's legs get better with some of that good leaf. With the good leaf. That good herb. Now, <laughs> y'all thought... God's green herb. All that herb talk <laughs> was for naught. You were thinking, this a- isn't really what this game is about. Well, we hadn't yet met the weed-dealing fox... <laughs> He's weeding and dealing. I, the fox literally, you meet it, and the fox has a pile of strangely shaped leaves. In and then its an mouth. O- and an old man comes up, and he's like, oh, my leg hurts. <laughs> and the fox has given you a little note that is an ema that the grandchild of that old man has left. Yes. It's like, I wish my dad would stop being in pain all the time. Yep. And so the fox gives you the leaf to give to the man the man uses the leaf mm-hmm. which in this case is represented as rubbing it on his leg puts it on his leg which is not the optimal way to use the leaf mm-hmm. but it, if you, the thc is strong enough it actually doesn't matter where you put yeah. it that's just science it's contact high mm-hmm. it's, as they say yep so he uses that sweet leaf and then starts running around all over the place he's gets he's just fresh as a fiddle wild and goofy starts saying weird things yep he's mm-hmm. got he he's chill he doesn't hurt anymore and he's got a lot of strange ideas. And the fox, for sure, for real, says, if you continue to work for me through this shrine yeah. and get money for this shrine, I'll make sure you get some of this dank leaf. Yeah! You can, yeah, I'll trade you this leaf for money and labor. <laughs> Prove to me you're worthy and bring me the cash. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 
I loved it. And, so the, it, and the fox has a cute little bib on, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like... It's got little hearts on it. It's absolutely this kind of, like, affectation of someone who is, like, trying to be recognizable but not distinct, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I'm just a chill fox out here, but, you know, look for my apron, right? Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's been through some stuff. He's got scars. Yeah. He's got scars on his eye. Uh, uh, his tail has, like, a little, like, cut out of yep. it, or his ear does, I mean. And it's like, super excited that you're coming. So we've been to the shrine every day. Yeah, Nick like, has made sure we've been to the shrine every day. very diligently attending the shrine, mm-hmm. and it has paid off dividends. Yeah. I'm get. I, I'm in with the fox. Everything's go- it's going great. Friends of the fox. Friends of the fox. And we make a social link with the fox, who is the hermit arcana. Mm-hmm. And the way that this translates is in the TV world, he can heal you for a fee. And the higher that your ranking is with him, the cheaper it is. Mm. Which we haven't had to do yet. Nope, haven't had to do that. But that is how it affects the world. And cool. the fox has a series of quests that we can take from the shrine and do. Yep. And when we do them, we can then hang out with the fox to assure him that we've done the quest and that will advance the social link great and we shall did anything else happen this day yeah so they caught the atm robber we see another news story oh or they caught the atm robber and it was somebody named pumena sushin okay i didn't even pay very much attention to that yeah it was just sort of background news noise yeah dajima gets nanako a t-shirt with a platypus on it by way of apologizing Mm -hmm. and as a present for children's day yes and he gets us a swimsuit and demands we wear it soon (laughs) well i guess you're not really a child but it's the thought that counts Mm -hmm. make sure you wear this yeah and he says nothing else and he just looks at you and you're holding up these trunks in front and he's like i know that's definitely your size (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i'm saying if a if a cute aggro dad like that you know he's like telling you to put on some shorts the aggro dad that's what they had to climb <laughs> in double dare in the show double dare right uh-huh. the aggro dad. get a piece of that aggro dad <laughs> you must that, face the that aggro radical dad. rock May 6th, uh, Yosuke needs a new bike and feels bad about something we forgot to mention, which is that he, in front of Nanako, says, like, oh, I bet your mom's a great cook. And uh-huh. Nanako's like, my mom's dead. Yeah. It is not a big deal, and Nanako moves on fine and yeah. handles it fine, but Yosuke still feels bad about it and mentions that to us as, as a way of apology. Mm-hmm. You said it was cool when it, when a kid doesn't feel the need to perform misery. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's an interesting phrase. Well, the way I thought the way I thought about that was like, there's a lot of there are times in your life, I think, and yeah. I don't, and like I've experienced this with like family member tragedy and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where there are situations that already suck, and they yeah. suck in uh, ways that you have to like deal with and you feel bad about. But in a lot of situations, it is preferable personally to, like, not talk about that or not have to be visibly sad in this way that, like, is, is like, the correct way to be right. sad for people. Right. And so when people come to you about it and they are acting very sad and they're acting like you're supposed to act really sad, it creates this kind of cultural pressure mm. to be so devastated and to not be happy when you sometimes, because the only thing you can do when you're dealing with a tragedy like that is, yeah. like move forward and learn yeah. how to like live your life happily. And mm-hmm. and, and when I, you've figured that out, it gets tough to have people acting like you're supposed to have not figured it out yet. Right. And that you're going to feel, uh, you, you will appear heartless or unconcerned if you don't 
participate in the structure yes. when somebody approaches you that way. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is, I've seen real kids do and that Nanako does where she's just like, oh no, my mom's dead. Yeah. Like, I, you know, it's just a fact that you have to deal with. She says, it's fine. And it, kids are really resilient and Nanako is even more resilient than most kids. Yeah. And so it's nice to see her handling it that way and not feeling guilty for just being her. Yep. We find out that the girl on the roof's hobbies are playing with animals. So... Yeah, we talked to the girl on the roof, the guy in the school wants us to talk to, and um, really just loving that side quest, you know? <laughs> just really digging into that really interesting side the quest. The thing that I love about this game that has in common with such games as, like, Breath of the Wild is it's just fun to do anything in it, you mm-hmm. know? You can just, it's a, you know, it doesn't matter. You just go in and you poke around for one single day, and you yeah. can have such, like, incredible experiences as... It reaps as, such rewards as hearing a girl say, uh, I like animals, I guess. Yeah, ooh, just oof that good content. Mm-hmm. Really, this that they've rich re- tapestry. They have left no stone unturned, Mm-mm. no side quest underwritten. These conversational Koroks, yeah. are just a treat every time. Just a treat every time. <laughs> and then we hang out with Ari Minami, who is uh, Yuta Minami's mom, at our job as a daycare sitter. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and we find out a little bit more. We see her. She was on her way to pick up Utah, but then she got so overwhelmed with her like nerves about hanging out with that kid again. Yeah, that she had to sit down. And, You're saying like, Utah like the state Utah? Utah. You like that's the kid's name though. Is Utah? Yeah. Y U U T A. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. okay. Sorry. It's just like it's like she is the mother of Utah. Yeah, and it, well, I mean, people name their kids mm-hmm. like Dakota and and yeah. you know and uh, uh, Roanoke. You know, and so, uh, yeah, you t- anyway, sorry. Like I, Atlantis. I, I just heard you say, I, it, you know, I, I just heard, I want to clarify for our listeners, we're mm-hmm. not talking about the state Utah or the vanished <laughs> colony of Roanoke. We're talking about children. Mm-hmm. And she says, she reveals a very rough story, which is they, she just married his dad. Yeah. And then immediately his dad went on a work trip, an extended work trip for several months. Yeah. And so it is just... Her and him, who barely know each other, living in this house together, her trying to take care of him, and them not speaking almost at all. Yeah. Wow. So she says, it's like, it's just me and him in this dark house. God, it's, yeah. Ugh. And that was really rough to think about. I've, I didn't have to experience that with any of my uh, step parents. Mm-hmm. I never had to deal with getting to know them without my parent around. <clears throat> and it really is, like any human relationship, there's no guarantee that you will be friends or that you'll connect very well. Yeah. And so it's rough to imagine them having to navigate that space totally alone. Yeah. And she's, it's an interesting relationship just to get this glimpse of for between Avery mm-hmm. and Utah's mom, uh, because she's older mm-hmm. in a different stage of life. Yeah. You're, her kids caretaker part of the time yeah but that gives you some connection now and she appreciates the way that you treat utah and kind of asks you like hey you know look out for him yeah i'm having a hard time connecting but i appreciate you being part of this picture yeah and it's that's uh, interesting and there's also the touch of she is also not from here yeah so there's and we have a couple of friends like this right who are connecting with us through our uh otherness that we came from the outside to this place right so she is also like you probably understand on some level what it's like to go to a new place and then imagine moving to a new place to be with your husband immediately not being with your husband suddenly being a mom to a kid who's already like six and 
I guess he's younger than six. I like don't have to five. imagine it. That's literally this story. Yeah. Wait yeah. a second. Hold the phone. Mm-hmm. We just moved to a new house. Yeah. Where our husband is out of the house all the time. <laughs> and we're taking and care we're of And we're the kid. mom of the kid. Yeah. What? That's a weird parallel, actually. Yeah. And so the, it makes sense that you would connect. And really, if, if we saw more of... of uh, Avery's side of the conversation mm-hmm. rather than this like one-sided anime video game thing yeah it happens just fine but he would probably go oh that's actually weird I actually do have a very similar experience I'm in a house with a little kid a lot of the time and as soon as I showed up suddenly the kid's dad had to get really busy because these murders started happening yeah yeah and because that's another thing that we haven't really talked about huh. is Nanako probably didn't have this bad of a time Right. Before, because he wasn't quite this busy. Inaba is a pretty chill place. Yeah, there's that. been a lot more crime than usual, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Her social link is temperance, and it forms officially. And I... And we're, temperance. Yes, yeah, we're like, social link, one after the other. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, and I'm excited to get these started, because then we'll be able to just talk about these characters as they grow, but we're still in the stage of introducing characters yeah. and learning about them. Yeah. And we had one more social link that started today, because we sat down and had a conversation with Dajima. He's straight he's up awkward. He, he's, yeah, he doesn't know how to relate to you. You are. He even says he's like your parents didn't ask me to fix you or anything. Yeah. So I just need you to not get into trouble. Yeah. They didn't ask me to make your grades better. <laughs> right. But he then uh, cuts straight to it and says these murders started when you came to town. Yeah. I don't want to think that you did this, but stay out of trouble and then I won't have to. Yeah. Um. And I remarked like I imagine living in a house with someone who you even a little bit believed might be the cause of a murder yeah and, and one that you're investigating and imagine living in a house with two people you're suspecting <laughs> two people that should be suspects yeah yeah both of this guy's kids are potential murderers <laughs> he's got to feel real weird about that mm-hmm. and a little bit sus- like maybe even suspicious of himself at that point yeah like maybe i'm actually the culprit somehow <laughs> because all of the children that live with me are possible tv murderers yeah it could be me that's the problem wow look look around you if everyone around you is a tv murderer then it's actually probably more likely that you're the tv murderer (laughs) (laughs) april 7th may 7th may 7th may 7th okay the two things i have written down the first one is math class boners must talk about no (laughs) and uh jay refuse <laughs> Jay, you really refuse, or can I tell them? Uh, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> so we were in class. I said this in confidence, <laughs> and now and now I am telling our listeners in confidence. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, is, there. We were in class at one point, and Nick turns to me. We were in class in the game, yeah, in Persona, yeah. And Nick turns to me and says, "You know, there was a time in my life." Where every day at the same time during math class, I would get a boner the same day. It was the same time every day. I don't know what it was. It didn't happen in other classes. And I, uh, it's only math, only math class. Being in the high school environment, like mm-hmm. just seeing these little cartoon representations of teenagers at desks is bringing back sense memories mm-hmm. of times from real school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hadn't thought in a while, but... Really, from like the ninth through the twelfth grade, <laughs> different times a day it doesn't matter. In math class, there was a strong likelihood that I would just get an incidental boner. Did, okay, did it count in uh, maths that weren't 
pure math? Like, would it count in statistics? Absolutely. Would it count in science classes? Uh, no. In science classes... Even when, like, physics? In physics, specifically, I mm. remember my uh, my autonomic response was to get so pumped about, like, interactions in the physical world mm-hmm. that I would, half the time, get up in my chair, like, crouching in my chair. I, this is true. Nick's doing it right now. Like, I was like, my feet are on the chair. And I'm like crouched and like leaning forward and being like, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. that's cool. And then in um, math, what about this? What about this? Right. In math, you just got pumped about a different kind of physical interaction. Hey, I don't know where that came. I don't, I don't know. But I it was something. What sparked that for this? It either. was something. I don't know. I just thought. I just saw the desks and I remembered talking to my friend Nathan in the twelfth grade and I was like, hey, um, do you ever have, like, is this a thing that happens to you? <laughs> Because I didn't really have, um, I haven't for most of my life had uh, male friends that I could talk to about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, you know, whatever. But like, I'm I'm never had very close uh, male friends where we talked about stuff. And I mm-hmm. unlike of, unlike all the normal, unlike like all the, the normal dudes who stand around in a circle talking about their boners all day. Well, I think they do. Some do, right? <laughs> I don't know, but but, yeah, like, I don't but know where you talk about like I don't know, but just where you go like, hey. Is this normal at us? Do you talk about <laughs> do you talk about your boner or not boner with your friends? Um, I don't know. But I asked Nathan and he was like, he laughed at me for 10 straight minutes. And that's I, a that's a, that's a I deserved blow. it. It's he, a big blow. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was true. But um, mm-hmm. I, I have a very t- uh, tortured relationship with high school, as so many of us do. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, playing Persona is honestly bringing back memories in a way that I haven't been able to access in a while, and I don't really want to get into that like super sure. deep. But like, that's an interesting side effect of this project. Yeah, uh, that I am in the aggregate appreciating, except for my endless embarrassment. <laughs> Except except for that all high school memories, even if they were good ones at the time, Mm. are now tinged with a a sheen of embarrassment for all of us. Just a a glisten of regret. I think about that all the time. I think about if you put... So these kids are all... Even the silly ones and even the dumb ones, Yosuke style, are all considerably more together than I feel like I ever was. Mm -hmm. Yes, they they really got their act together. They've got great jackets. Uh everybody's looking good acting good i imagine putting me in charge of saving a town in the world (laughs) in high school yeah and i wouldn't i would have been too busy like uh trying to jump on stage and sing and dance i would have been too busy singing and dancing to save the day yeah you know i would have been too busy getting an equation erection (laughs) apparently because that's who i who the fuck i am i don't know dude uh kids are weird May 8th. We hang out with Chie and Nanako and they train. Yep, love that. We talked about it already. Nanako talks about loving bugs and we find out Chie is terrified of bugs. Oh, but Yukiko's okay. not terrified of bugs. So here's somewhere just that little character development that we all crave and love. Yeah, who likes bugs and who doesn't like bugs? So this night ended on a emotional beat for mm. us. And this like this journey of these nine days, I think it was nine, a lot of days, ended on an emotional beat for us. Oh, yeah. Because it's Mother's Day. Right. And Nanako at school, by being led by her class in a way that, first of all, the fact that this class A doesn't know that they should communicate with Nanako about this or like handle it differently, and B would assume that every kid in their school should be making a project for their mother that Yipes. day is like a little bit rough. But Nanako comes home with a yeah. flower, with a paper flower that she's made, mm-hmm. and she says, I 
they our teacher said that we were going to make these for our mom mm-hmm. but i don't know what to do since i don't have a mom i don't know what to give them yeah give them to so we say you can give them to your mom yeah because they have a, a shrine in the house right right so Nanako teaches us how to make paper flowers as well. It's very cute. And we fold them and make some too. And then we form it into a nice bouquet and we put them on the shrine. This is one of those nice times in a video game where like, because of, of how labor intensive it is to create new assets and to create custom animations and stuff. And Persona's really good about this, like being very nuanced and detailed about mm-hmm. this stuff anyway. But like I'm struck anytime I suddenly see something very different in a video game mm-hmm. and the scene of... Like, it's one thing when Nanako is sitting at the table and you're sitting at the table and there are three polygon flowers laid out in front of her. Yeah. But then when it crossfades and suddenly they're both folding little triangles of paper mm-hmm. and there's little cuts of paper all over the place. It, I was really, I'm, I'm for some reason very like affected by that. Yeah. And I go, oh, this is like important because there's some parallel processing that I'm doing where it's like, oh, this is double important because they went to the trouble of making more stuff for this scene. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful that they cared enough about this stuff. And there are other moments because this isn't the only time paper gets folded in this game. Okay. So there is an aspect of that. Okay. Well, never mind then. Well, you can take on like an origami folding job. I think it might be the only time that Nanako folds paper. So there is that. Okay, cool. It is beautiful, I think, that Persona is a game that cares enough about the quiet moments that it even bothers making some an animation for paper folding at all that when you take the origami job you get an animation of doing that rather than just a a like screen of text that says you folded origami Mm -hmm. and you made paper cranes or you made paper flowers they like take that moment and show you that tiny moment and i think that's part of the joy of persona 4 and the yep. point of persona 4 yeah is that it is about these small interactions and small moments and how uh little uh connections and friendships can have big consequences it's nice mm-hmm. yeah yep 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 i like it and speaking of like origami folding and businesses and my school history when i was in the fourth grade i did a lot of origami uh folded cranes and roses all really? the time and i did in fact at a certain point sell origami products I would fold pieces of paper into various shapes and sell them to my friends for like a quarter a piece. That's so cute. Uh, to like give as gifts and stuff. And there was a, at one point a kind of cottage industry in my room, in, in my fourth grade class where I had a couple of people helping me prepare things. Yes. And like, I don't know how long this actually went on, but it feels like a, you know, multiple weeks or something. I was like, okay, we've got three cranes that we need to do today and, two, and four roses. And so I'll get this started. I like, feel like there was stuff like that at every high school. And I remember helping yeah. some of my friends with things like that, too. It's That's fun. My money-making schemes were always more complicated and impossible to enforce. Mm. One time, I don't remember what year this was, but I uh, decided that since I had so many books and I had friends who wanted my books, yeah. that I would treat it like a library, like a lending library. Ah. So I would let them borrow my books. But if they didn't bring them back within enough time, there would be... You'd charge fees? There'd be fees. <laughs> Here's the real genius, though. Me as a kid figured out that this was the way to go. Uh, First of all, they signed contracts. Second of all, second of all, the fee for a day late is a quarter. Uh, The fee for the second day late is fifty cents. Nice. Fee for the third day is a dollar. Yeah. And it doubles every day. Exponential curve. Doubles every day. And then, but all it took was literally the first person that ever did that, then saying, "No, I'm Mm. not going to pay you." Yeah. And not giving it back to me for months. Ah. That I was like, well, I guess contracts don't have the magic I thought they did. It's a good thing kids can't hire lawyers for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, but he did sign a contract, so I could still call him out on that. He owes me 
Yeah. Uh, probably a lot of money by now. And it also makes him eligible to enter the Velvet Room. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That's it? Is that the whole... De- that's it? Yeah, we did it. Wahoo! We made it through. We hung out with Edgy again, but nothing really special happened yeah, that time. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, All right. Well, it's about to be uh, midterms. And yes. then um, we're about to get back into some plot stuff. Presumably more things will happen in the story. I mm-hmm. don't, you know, I mean, I mean, and that's not fair because lots of things looking back on it. I had when we finished playing, I thought, what did we even do? Yeah. Like, and, and we played it all in one big sitting the other day and, and multiple consecutive hours of this. Uh, and it's fun. It's good. But mm-hmm. it's like what happened? But I really appreciate going back over this stuff day by day like this mm-hmm. and recognizing, oh, there is story stuff happening. There are tiny little beats happening, and some of it's the character relationships. Some of it is possibly related to the plot. We don't know. Yeah, and I, and I, it's really good stuff. It's I like, really cool. Yeah. And I there's a lot of these chunk by chunk moments in these social links that I've never thought about this tightly, mm. and it's cool to really think about what they're trying to do and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Uh, our music persona is like straight from persona, basically. So thanks, yep. thanks uh, for that. Thanks for that, and don't uh, sue us. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Uh, we do have a Twitter. It's at Everyday's Great. No, it's Everyday's Cast. Everyday's Cast. You're right. You got me. Mm-hmm. It's at Everyday's Cast. And we sometimes post funny screenshots while we're playing. Yep. And we'll and make jokes. And I put all of the Persona fan content I would normally retweet out of my main page on yep. that one. So there's lots of cool stuff to S- see. Subscribe to the fire hose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we are busiest on Thursdays. So you can check us out then. Yep. Usually. And if you haven't listened to your two show somehow, yeah, you should a, do that. It's a pretty fun time, too. We talk about Sonic and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's all that we really have to say. Great. I guess that's the end of a podcast. Bye, everybody. My name's Nick. And I'm Caleb. And, and every, every day is great. great. Do we usually do that? I don't know. What do we do? I don't know, but that was fine. That's fine. That's fine.